Hello, you're listening to Work From Home, a Lower Street podcast where we help you stay connected, productive and sane whilst working remotely. In today's episode, we're talking again to Dale Burning-Sawa. Dale is a culture and food and, well, pretty much everything writer who's written for publications like The Guardian. And we started off by asking Dale about one of her most recent articles, which discussed the most common pitfalls of people who are working from home. There are different stages, aren't there, in remote working, and also different kinds of remote work. If you're freelancing, it isn't necessarily the same as remote working. You might, if you're freelancing as in you're your own boss, um, you have so much, it's a different thing than if you're employed by a company and you work remotely, and that piece covered both those possibilities. So um, if you're working remotely for a company, you have that much less pressure financially because you're still paid a full salary. So it's kind of, it's an amazing <laughs> situation where you have all the flexibility and the freedom of being your own boss in, time of, in terms of your timetable and um, being in your own space, organizing it as you will, you know, doing workouts whenever you need to, depending on the company, some companies who are exclusively remote working in their uh, workforce, they allow you to do your work whenever you'd like to. So the flexibility in that respect is amazing. But if you're freelance, obviously you have the pressure, the financial pressure. And I think for most people, that is one of the biggest things is figuring out how to balance in your mind, the psychological pressure of balancing needing to work all the time and also needing to take breaks because the financial load is on your shoulders at all times and you don't have health, you know, you don't have the built-in perks of holiday pay and sick pay and those things. So I think the, that pressure is a really big one. The other negatives, I guess, are just isolation. Um, if you've been working in a team, again, managing being alone a lot of the time and not having all the feedback that you have within a team and not just feedback about your work, but also just the human contact. So being able to bounce ideas around, being able to uh, say something silly and for it to then instantly be put back into perspective. You know, the water cooler talk as much as team talk in a meeting. Dealing with isolation, that's a big thing. I think some people I spoke to really um, told me about how Working remotely, because you're isolated, because you're alone, it requires a very different kind of communication, especially because it's all over email. So you have to then learn how to state your needs that much more clearly to be that much more forward, I suppose, and direct than because you don't have the cues that you have in an office setting of being able to look someone in the eye or all the different kinds of communication that are taken away if you're alone in your room. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you, you you mentioned in the article, I think, like about the sort of the sort of factor that confidence plays in all of this. And if you're you know more of a confident person, that you perhaps can acclimatize or deal with it better. You know, so what, so could you just explain? You know, why is that? Like, you, you know, a lot of us sort of I'm an introverted person, and so I, that's not to say that you can't be a confident introverted person. But I don't know. I suppose I associate confidence with sort of extrovertism uh, what's extroversion is the word I'm looking for yeah can you speak a little bit about that yeah well I think there is the confidence obviously uh, that has to do with communication so being uh, confident to speak directly 
you know, not to be apologetic when you email, for example, because your teammates aren't sitting with you at a desk. They don't know what you're doing. And so you need to have that confidence to state exactly what you're doing and without a feeling like you're being forward or bragging or anything like that. You're simply broadcasting what you're doing because there's no other way for anyone else to know what it is that you're doing. Equally, what you need, equally what you don't understand. Um, so being vocal in a more direct way than you might be otherwise. But there's also the confidence that isn't to do with other people so much as to do with yourself. Confidence that you know what you're doing, that you can do it, and that you can also say no. <laughs> if you're your own boss, if you're pitching ideas, it's the, the biggest downfall, isn't it, for someone who's freelancing to never take time off, to never take a break. And not just in your day, but in your mind, when you're, when you're forced to be doing something else, to never switch off. And it takes confidence in your abilities and in your ability to carry on making money and to sustain your, your job and your career that you will say, right now, I'm just going to go and have a break or take a holiday or whatever. And it will be okay. So it's that the confidence in the long term, I guess, in the long term um, potential of the, the activity that you've chosen to operate in this way. That's really, really interesting. We've talked about some of the downsides and this confidence thing. Are there are there any ways that we can deal with those downsides? And is there any way that I suppose, well, this is sort of a, I'll, I'll go to the confidence thing immediately because that's what we've just talked about. Like, is there any way to sort of try and develop this confidence that you've seen from the people that you've spoken to that have been kind of doing this for some time? Is there is there a way that we can, yeah, feel more more confident in in those sort of aspects? Well, time helps. And then doing proper assessments, you know, I've noticed in my own work, the first six months were like a complete, it was like a complete freefall. <laughs> and the first year felt like that too. But now 18 or almost two years in, I realized that over time, that inconsistency, that's you know, the, the times of feast and famine, that's because you're in that at any given moment, you don't see patterns you don't see any level of consistency it just feels like you're being flung about whereas two years in you do realize that there's an average to be measured an average of work an average of money coming in an average of being able to take breaks and realizing that the work and the money still do come in so there's that but I think also it's a way to build confidence is stating your needs and realizing what it is that you need so wellness um, exercise those things are so important in looking after yourself I think the confidence comes from realizing what it is that you need to be okay in your life and therefore in your work and putting those structures into place and the do you know what I mean so it's uh, like a chicken and egg thing where you you need the confidence to do those things but the more you do those things the more confidence you have yeah, that was, and that was, that's a really interesting, because what one of the questions I wanted to ask was, around, basically, it was like, how do we shortcut this? How do we get there quicker? Because a lot of people are, are kind of now thrust into remote work for the first time. That's a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, that they, they might um, come from a traditional work environment, and now suddenly they're remote workers, and they're having to adapt really, really quickly. You know, is there a way to sort of, you know, I know this sounds like a get rich quick kind of question, but like, is, <laughs> is there like a, is there, you know... From your experience and from the experience of the people you've spoken to, is is there sort of common themes around things that sort of click into place and are there ways that we can try to sort of encourage that quicker? <laughs> yeah, you need a system. You need a system for time management. You need a system for eating. You need a system for exercise. You need a system for breaks. And so I think it's just being really bold 
actually about putting those systems in place and then being kind to yourself. So as with any system, I think, if you are doing it in that sort of experimental way, um, you have to be flexible. And flexibility, this is the other thing, flexibility and uh, finding some kind of balance between control and chaos <laughs> is kind of crucial because it's so true, right? If you're a freelancer, you have to accept all the things that you simply can't control. So suddenly there's no work for two months. So basically, I think all of this comes down to work on your on your mental health, essentially. <laughs> Looking after that. If you look after that, I think so much of the rest falls into place. Simple things, like I was speaking at the beginning of lockdown and I'm writing this piece that's been taking, it's taken months, which is actually an interesting thing, where people have, I was looking at what people are listening to while working from home. And initially I thought it was, you know, what will help you get the work done. Whereas actually I realized that being in the office or outside of the office actually, you listen to something or you eat something or you do something to calm yourself. Because it's when you're calm that you can work. You can't work, you aren't productive if you're too anxious. And I thought that was a really interesting way of looking at it all. Like the systems that you put in place must be the systems that sustain you, which is the systems that keep you grounded and calm. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Do you have stories or experiences about remote work that you'd like to share? Then email us, wfh at lowerstreet.co. We'd love to talk to you about it and share your stories on the show. And remember to subscribe for new content every weekday. day.